You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello everyone and welcome to Club Deck Corner at the Viceroy Bar. We are Club at 22, the Rangers podcast, and we are back in our home to bring you another special podcast. In a week of awards and wins, we start to dream of greatness by hopefully putting one foot in the final of the Europa League. I am your host, Scott Carney, and the lads are here. Ryan Haymarsh, how are you, mate? I'm good. Good. It's good to get the, the stag do underway. Hmm. Uh, if I've just one of these t-shirts, but I'm, I'm sure you'll get into that. I'm sure you'll get into that. Yes, I'm very good, mate. I'm looking forward to this and can't wait for Thursday. Uh, cannot wait for cannot it. wait. It's a wee bit like an in-betweeners movie. Yeah, it's it's a, you know, the same t-shirt on. We'll get to that. Ali Pearson, how are you? I'm very well. Good to be back in the base soil. I say like I've not been here that long ago, but I was only here on Saturday with Scotia, so... Aye, it is a wee bit like in between us. Uh, is Scotia's top's got Mr. Lady Kill on the back <laughs> now, so. Scott Gable, how are you? Yeah, I'm doing really well, man. As soon as he got these out the, out the, the bag earlier, I was expecting to see my wee Leipzig ticket there as well. Oh, so I'm a, I'm a wee bit disappointed that that didn't, that didn't materialise either. But um, uh, definitely, it feels like that when he's on. And hopefully it is for all the all the bears that are actually going out to Leipzig this week. Yeah, what an absolute buzz it would be, mate. Um, but I say before we get started, we have to give a massive thank you to the Viceroy Bar. You want to pick up your pen, Scotia? Honestly, oh, straight away. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have to say thank you to the Viceroy Bar and the staff again for being so tremendous with us to let us use this room again. Uh, uh, an absolute buzz, it really is. Uh, you can become a Club at 22 supporter by joining the YouTube channel for only 99p. And to help with these pipes, um, you can buy the podcast a coffee and you can also become a coffee buying legend by signing up to the membership via the Buy Me A Coffee website. All the links are below. And as always, please like and subscribe. It helps support us and helps us get out to as many like-minded Rangers fans as possible. So, Ryan, nice T-shirt. Ali, nice T-shirt. Scotia, yours is the best. Um, yes, this is... Um, 
this is our first attempt at doing a wee bit of merch, and it's took some debate to get to it, but I'm pretty happy with how they've turned out. Love them. I absolutely love them. I love the Garland Pioneer. I just think it captures with the podcast and just with uh, Tom Valance and just everything that uh, this podcast is, and I, I absolutely love it. I told you when I when you brought out the bag, I said, I'm taking that to Turkey with me. I'm going holiday in six weeks. I will mention that in every podcast <laughs> from now to then, but I'm taking it in holiday with me. I'm sort of love it. copy out there, Ryan, if you take it out of money. Yeah. Uh, Alex, I mean, I'll give Ryan his due. It's his idea, this one. We were kind of floating ideas yeah. about. I am, as usual, we're sending you some amount of spam <laughs> to do with the podcast. But Ryan said the star with the logo inside, it does pretty much encapsulate what our podcast is named after. Yeah, I think it's smart. Like you said, there was a lot of images going about the group. There was a lot. Ryan come back with this one and good shout to the fair. The, the pubs, well, it's the Viceroy Bar, and it was Tom Lance's his bar. So it sort of it all links together, to be honest. And I, Ryan will take the. He's obviously getting the royalties for all these shirts for himself. Is he fuck? Scotia, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is. It's a, it's a simple but quite a, a classy looking thing. Like, we're bigging it up here. People might hate it, but uh, I think we've done a rather good job. Ryan's outdone himself here, I think. Yeah, I think so. It's, um, I like simple. Simple's the best at, at, at times. And um, I know, I think that's kind of, as everyone says, encapsulates what we're all about. And it, kinda, it gives you that echo back to names after we're founded and things like that. So 100%. Really happy with I this. was very cautious of just designing something with just our logo and not having anything kind of special about it, like, because that's a logo for people that don't know. So I wanted to do something a wee bit more, as you've seen by the 40 million ideas that I had in centies, and we've ended up going with this one. And this will be the first that we'll test and try out. Uh, I can't, I cannot confirm when they're going to be available, but it will be very, very soon. The same way I did last night, it'll be all over our socials, it'll be all over the podcast once you can get a hold of these. We are aiming for a bit of a cup final t-shirt, Ryan, aren't yes, we? Yes, I think so, yeah. And hopefully it's a, a day in the sun we can all just wear these t-shirts that day. But yeah, cup final t-shirt is, is the way I'd like to look at it and hopefully it's absolutely stinking of champagne as well. <laughs> <laughs> you will be wanting a bit wet t-shirt, but nobody wants to see that, really. really. That is not a nice thing. Uh, but yes, uh, let us know in the comments, as always, what you what you make of them. I know a few you've got in touch already. I will. I promise you, as soon as it's ready to go, I will let you know. Uh, right, let's get into the, the football stuff. Motherwell, quickly, Ryan, how was your date for Park? What did you make of the game? Getting used to enjoying going to games now. I really enjoyed it on in, in Saturday. Uh, that's the first time I've been at Fir Park for a couple of years, but the atmosphere is brilliant. I think I've read a few people saying the away end was just bouncing on Saturday, it really was, and things just done well. The, the, when we went down to 10 men, I thought, oh, here we go, this is, a, this is a story again, but they really done well, and just put a wee bit of pressure on them on Sunday, obviously they got their result as expected, but Aye. all the Rangers can do is keep winning at the moment. Um, I was I was texting you when, when Balogun got sent off, because I wasn't sure it was if it was a red or not, seen it back, Aye, for me it was a red. Yeah, I've not seen theirs back, actually. I've still not seen that. Definitely a red. Red as well. Definitely a red. Inconsistent refereeing, who would have thought it? <laughs> uh, if only there was a solution coming in that we, we could solve me, this problem. Know, for me, a lot of people are saying, oh, it was a, maybe it would have been a harsh red. I think we were obviously so pent up about it because of what had just happened. Mm. But Balogun's is a red. He goes over the top of the ball. It's a silly tackle. I don't know if he's seen red a wee bit, like mentally seen red a little bit for him to do it, but... That one immediately after. I mean, obviously, there's the there's the 
the still frame of it that always kicks about social media, he's off the ground, Ali, when he's going into him. Yeah, I spoke to a few folk this week about it. Some have come back to me when it's kind of in that amber, amber zone, yes. which we talk about quite a lot of the time. Yeah, the referee, I, I, I was inconsistent in, come on, obviously shirt pull and things like that. That one in particular, yeah, he probably doesn't give it because he's given the red instantly. But like like we said in the, the post-match, this is where VAR's going to help the referee. Yeah. Because it'll give him a second view. He can go to telly or they'll see or whatever. So I, I think we'll see that with VAR. So I, I wouldn't put it fully on the referee because I agree it is in that amber, between amber and red zone. So to me, it was a yes or no on it. So yeah. I didn't have huge grumbles on it, but at the time... Your blood pressure's <laughs> high and you're, you're saying well, that everyone is scream for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Scozia, is it the amber amber zone? Yeah, the, the, the fabled orange card. Yes. Yeah, um, yeah. Because I'm, I'm been looking back at it, I've watched it a few times since then. And I'm going like, right, when VAR's going to come into effect for that to to happen, is it a clear and obvious error by the referee? Part of me is in that amber zone with the referee. Is that a clear and obvious error? Yeah. So I think you could get a foul like this next year. And they would turn back around and say, no, well, the referee's called it. It's not clear and obvious. But at the time, I thought after the game, straight after the game, I thought, no, it was still a red card. I've watched it back. And like I say, I'm in that situation where even seeing him going back to it, I'm still going like, I other referees would give that as a as a red card. So it might be challenges like this. And I, I spoke about it before that VAR come in and we will still have discussion points around VAR. And this might be one of those kind of examples that this could happen again next season once it finally comes in after after the World Cup and we're all sitting there and we'll all have dif- different opinions. For me, I think it probably was, but that's because I'm looking at it. I'm going to be completely honest, <laughs> looking at it through blue-tinted specs for that one. I don't think there's many refs in Scotland that would have gave two reds like that straight after each other, which doesn't make it right, though. I, like, it doesn't... I, I think, yeah... Even if I take my blue tinted glasses off, mate, I still think it's a red. Just because he's off the ground. He's off the ground, he mm. lunges into it, and in the letter of the law, that's a red card. So, anyway, let's not get bogged down too much on that. Uh, we'll move on to uh, James Tavernier. Gets his 80th goal for Rangers. A truly ridiculous start for a right-back in the modern game. Um, I'll come to you. Has he put himself, or is he putting himself in legendary status? And is he the best that we've ever had at right-back? Oh, God. Uh, um, <laughs> I don't know, because you're going back years and years, and to me, he's a modern-day fullback. Yes, so going sure. back years ago, they didn't ask fullbacks for defending, and that was it. So, yeah, I would say no, but he's been a fantastic buy. You need to think, we got him to Wigan for £200,000. I remember watching James Tavernier first game under Mark Warburton Rain. It was a friendly against... Uh, can I tell you it was? We won the game and we went 4 0. And I watched Tav. I was sitting in the govern near Ryan see actually. You could see him. Oh, he looks good. I never thought for a second he would go on to do what, he does, what he's done now. But what I say is his assists goals ratio is, is phenomenal for a right back. And uh, he's fantastic. And I honestly think he's happy here. I honestly think he can stay here for another couple of years. And I think he will. Yeah, and that's, that's a reason why Nathan Parson unfortunately couldn't get in this Rangers yeah. team. And But he's taken it to new levels again. And the Rangers team as a whole haven't in the league, but Tav, particularly in Europe this season, 
has went to other levels. I didn't know if he had that, to be honest, but he's leading his example as a, as a Rangers captain. Yeah, obviously, Scotia, we'll come on and talk about the, the Rangers Player of the Year awards um, that happened, um, where Tav did win an award. <clears throat> we'll get to that. He's always going to be... He's in one of those positions where there is a legendary figure that is going to be very hard for anyone, never mind James Tavernier, to beat, and that's obviously Sandy Jardin. So, <laughs> Stephen Whitaker, no, no. Alex Clelan. Yeah. Um, Alex Clelan was one of the right backs that I just remember being there when I was growing up. It's like a sassa puppet. Yeah, and I remember him scoring. I can't remember who he scored against Celtic. Celtic you know? Oh, was it against Celtic? So it was. against Celtic. Yeah, I always remember. I always remember his faces. He was on the way because he looked too shocked as a youngster. Uh, but Scotia is, um, Sandy Jardim will always be, and not only for what he done on the park, but for what he done off the park for Rangers. Yeah, I mean, that's the problem Tab's up against. That he's, he's against this, one of our legendary, one of our figurehead kind of players throughout our history, you know, and we can take that all the way back to the, the very start, 150 years, Sandy Jardim's very much up the very top, yeah, top echelons of our club. So Tab's always going to have that against him in terms of comparing who's your greatest ever right back, but yeah. like Ali says, they're modern day right back. Tab's, Tab's right up there. I mean, you hear people down in England. I think there was a, a wee article was wrote, written in the BBC, and someone was saying if this was Trent Alexander Arnold for mm-hmm. Liverpool, these would be incredible, incredible stats that he's got because that's eighty goals he scored for Rangers, hundred and six assists in that time as well. Stats. I've got my stats. I've got my stats here. Stats. That's in the 340, <laughs> 340 appearances he's made for Rangers. Previous to that. He played 119 games and he only scored eight goals. Mm. And I've, I've not looked into it, but the assists were, but he was like, he was getting chucked out and loan because he was obviously at Newcastle for a period and he was getting put out and loan an awful lot of the time. But he's, like Ali says, he's come into Glasgow Rangers and he's, he's got, got a club, he's got a home. And I think maybe everything kind of lined up for him at that period because he came in in that championship period and he was outstanding that first championship period. But then go up into the, the Premiership. And he was his stats weren't great. If you look at them, like he maybe only scored two goals the first time we were up in the Premiership, but that was us finding our, our, our feet back. Uh, collectively, the team as a whole were yeah. when we first went on. And then ever since he's been, ever, ever since we kind of found our feet, he's up there and he's getting stats like 15, 19 goals a season. His assists are through the roof, and I don't care how many of them are penalties or not. He ju- he's just he's bringing something to the table that we definitely need. And like you, I'm, I'm hoping that he spends his contract running in 2024. So he's potentially going to be here for 10 years. Se- season extra, and then that's a testimonial season. And that that puts you in legendary status, I think, because it doesn't happen in modern day football that a player st- sticks at a club with a con- decent, consistent level of football as well yeah. for that 10 year period. I 100% agree, mate. I think he would thoroughly deserve his testimonial, to be honest. Uh, I don't think there's any doubt. Ryan, I questioned Tav's. The, the armband for Tav, I did back the start of it, mate. I questioned if it was the right thing to be doing. However, I think he's grew in to be a Rangers captain. I've never been a Tav hater. Uh, I know there is some that just cannot accept James Tavernier. Um, if he was as, what's the word, consistent maybe as Ten Alexander, for example, he wouldn't be playing in Scotland. No, no, and none of them. We're always going a bit like saying Ryan Kent. If Ryan Kent had the end product to his game, he wouldn't be playing here. If yeah. Joe Rebo could play consistently, he wouldn't be playing here. And Tav's the exact same. I think Tav shut a lot of people up. I, I'm very much one of the fuck's sake Tav brigade. I'm <laughs> terrible for it. I don't know how many times I say it in a game. 
but he genuinely just like I slated him after the the last old no not last old firm game, sorry, the, the league game. And I was just like, you know what, it's maybe just time to just clear the decks, blah blah blah, and he shoved it right up me. He really has in these performances in the past couple of games. Dortmund, is, uh, I think it was Alex said, seeing Europe this year, I didn't think he had that level. I didn't think he had that level to take it, take his game, play play the football he's played. He's just goals, assists. But see the big thing about Tavis, see his engine. Like I'm, I think he's a, I think he's a quite a poor defender at times. But see his engine and it take us taking up, taking the team up the pitch. He's just constantly up and down. Like you think I, I was saying the other day about making sure players are rested for these. Like matches are coming up, he's he's obviously been like to Gio. Don't rest me. Mm-hmm. Like I'm happy to just keep playing. And yeah, he's going. He'll get. He will get his test. What is he on nine years now? Yeah, he's 2015 16 season. He came in. Is it? Yeah, yeah. So we'll get it. Yeah, there's no, there's no doubt. But he's not going anywhere. Um, but I, he's just again shoved it up me again, which I like because I, I have slated him. But um, no, he's been outstanding. He's been outstanding this season again. You wouldn't think he would go anywhere now. Why would he? I don't think so. Do you know what I mean? The Rose has... He's 30, 30 year old, isn't he? Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, he's going to be one of the top members of the club. kids as well, yeah. growing up in Glasgow. They seem happy here. Yeah. He seems happy here. So, yeah, I was going to leave this, but I will just come to um, Obviously, James Tavik got named the Players Player of the Year. Um, <laughs> now, again, people would say people have questions about this year, and they have questioned what he's... He, what he's if he's capable enough of leading the team, um, I think it says it says so much about him. The fact that the rest of the players Scotia are turning around and saying, um, "No, he's our player of the year." I think it shows that he's always there. Tav. Yeah, I mean, see the thing we always look at like these end of season awards and the players player one, whether that be like for the, the whole of the Scottish league or whatever. If it's just for your team. Those are the ones that I always look at and go, right, this is how you tell when a player's like up there. Yeah. Because it's their fellow professionals judging them on it. And then I'm always interested to see who gets it. And the fact that Tab does get it, I think, speaks volumes. It's he's a he's a captain in a similar mold to how Stephen Davis, when he was our captain at points, that kind of similar player that he's like, do what I do, not what I kind of say. Like he's very controlled on the pitch. He's no a screamer or shouter like your Barry Ferguson's we've had in the past. It just, I think he leads by like right. Watch, watch how I play, and then play like that. And he's been great for it. So I was, I was really glad for Tav to get it because obviously we'll come on to the whole awards ceremony that happened on um, Sunday night there. But um, Tav for me, I've, after looking back at it, he's one of the ones that probably over the course of the season so far, he actually has probably deserved to be in in and around that conversation. <coughs> I agree, um, Ali. I, I don't think you can take anything away from Tav. And he, he probably has been, really, when you sit down and kind of think about it, he's probably been the most consistent player for us because when the team was bad, he was bad also, but you kind of get brought down to that level, I suppose. But the performances in Europe, I mean, for your right-back to be scoring the goal to get us through against Dortmund, it's just... The, 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 he's, he's becoming... He's becoming the first name in the team sheet. And I know... He always kind of has been, but even more so now. We don't even think about it now when we pick a team. We all go to have it right back. Yeah, no, nah, he's in Europe particularly. He's been brilliant, but it's like he has that start. He's joint top goal scorer in Europa League yeah. and with assists as well. He's top of the, ass- top of the assist in Scotland as well. I've seen that today. Barry McKay's, of course, is one of Yeah, so he's... And a lot of folk, ah, he's got some penalties, but then he needs to put them in the back of the net. Especially in high 
high pressure matches. He's got the balls to step up and do it. And he's had a lot of high pressure moments, yeah. especially in Europa League this year. And he's done it for us. The goal against Braga after a minute and a half puts us one up and gets us going. So it's um smile when I think of that. Yeah. <laughs> and you think, I mean, I don't know, I've not even looked at the odds for Taft to score on Thursday night or the following Thursday, but you'd like to think his odds are pretty crap to be honest, because the bookies are expecting him to score. Yeah. Um so nah, he's been brilliant in Europe this season, Tav. He deserves everything that's coming for him. I mean, I don't love nothing more than for him to lift that ego with league. I mean, that's, I mean, you want to dream of it. But from where he's came from, from yeah, folk laughing at him and saying he's a, di- a diddy and all this, and yeah. what, to what do what he did last season, I... where he could have left Rangers three seasons ago, easy, with the rest of them. Easily went down to England, probably got more money, played for a team that, no pressure. But no, he stayed up here and he's fought and he's, he's rightfully where he is this, at, at this point, so... No, good luck to Taff. I love Taff, to be honest. Same. I absolutely love him. And I think it's all summed up by on Sunday, he turns out the Motherwell fans and goes three <laughs> one with ten men behave yourself. You've got to love the guy. Aye. That's what I want to see for a Rangers player. You know I'm a big fan of I'll say I bring I'm always the one that brings the pod down, isn't I? Shit housery. <laughs> love it. I love when I see stuff like that because he he does get not just a, not just for like opposition fans, you get a bit of abuse for the governor as well, and I was just like constantly motor. Right, it's me, Aye, it's me. Um, <laughs> but he does, he, and that's what I want to see. I want to see him shoving up people and just get like, I mean, what could possibly, what are they saying to him there when your team are getting beat 3 1? Embarrassing, so good, yeah, good on him with that. And um, I deserve his award. He's, he is a popular player with, with both the fans and and the players, obviously, if he's got that award. But yeah, yeah, good on him, and totally, I hope it continues. His form in Europe has been outstanding, and as Ali said, he's. He's been through the hard times with us. I know we've been through the hard times as fans, but he's you've got to remember he's been on the back of some amount of dunes Absolutely. for that lot. And um, that must have been tough to take because he was a, the focal point of that. He was a he was a captain and he was the one that was there getting ripped rotten. So yeah, good on him. And I'd love to see nothing more than lifting two trophies at the end of the season. That's what I want to. Yeah, that would be what two. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> Um, so we'll move on to the Player of the Year awards, um, which was on Sunday night. Uh, Academy, Academy Player of the Year was Charlie McCann. B-team Player of the Year was Cole McKinnon. John Gregg Achievement Award went to Ryan Jack. Young Player of the Year went to Calvin Bassey. B-team Goal of the Season was Alex Lowry for his goal to B-team Old Firm. No real shock. We were there. It was a peach. Uh, Jane Ross collected the Women's Goal of the Season. Scouse John got Goal of the Season for the Men's team for a superb goal against Dortmund in Germany. Uh, women's player was Jane Ross, making it a, a double for her. Women's player of the year was Nicola Doherty. Men's player of the year, uh, player's player of the year, sorry, was James Tavernier. And the men's player of the year was Alfredo Morelos. Not a great deal of shock, really. We've not had a very consistent season, which I think is reflected in who's been named player's player and who's named player of the year. Uh, Calvin Bassey, Ryan, did he deserve Player of the Year? Yes, I think he did because he's been Mr Consistent, never injured. He's been played out of position when we lost Hollander and like we've spoken about, he, everybody doubted him because he had one bad game against Sparta, I think it was Sparta Prague. Um, he was brilliant at centre-half. He goes to left-back. He's just so mature, Calvin Bassey. What is he, 23? 
23, I think. 23 years old, and he's a he's a man. He is he's brilliant. I love Bassin. I think he's got the right attitude. Um, I think he deserved it. I think Alfredo's brilliant. I love him, but obviously he's been out injured. I'm also still a wee bit better that Alfie didn't come back for Colombia at the beginning of the season. Um, that sticks in my teeth a wee bit. I don't like it. I just think. <laughs> What is it? He missed both of them. Games, didn't he? Get back here, Aye, pretty much. It was a bit, it was a big game. He probably oh, wouldn't, probably right, wouldn't have made a difference, but I know he's now a wee bit that Alfie does that, but I mean you'll never change him. He's always gonna just do what he wants, isn't he? So for me, Calvin Bassey for his professionalism, how we've utilised him, how adaptable he's been in his consistency. Uh, he was my player of the year. I thought yeah, I think he's been outstanding, Calvin Bassey. Yeah. Ali, no doubting that he deserves Young Player of the Year. I don't think there's anybody that's anywhere near him in that, but he won't be disappointed, but you, you might have a wee word to yourself and go, hmm, I could maybe have had the players, uh, the Player of the Year. Yeah, but I got the email through from Rangers to, to vote for your Player of the Year. Did you vote for Scotia? <laughs> Scotia wasn't in, unfortunately. Lady Killer. Aye, Lady, Lady, Lady Killer. Killer. <laughs> John Wick. All our names was John Wick. <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, no, I voted for Calvin Bassey. Yeah. Like, I mean, I Morelos has had a purple patch when he was good. A lot of players have had purple patches, but like Ryan says, um, Bassey's been consistent. Mm-hmm. And he's been shuffled between left back and left centre half. And left centre half's not his position, and he's mm-hmm. gonna he grew into that position. I think Big Goldson was quite key there talking him through that. Yeah. But um I would give it Bassey. I know it's quite Easy to say, well, you get the young player of the year and yeah, give yeah, somebody yeah. else that. But to me, he deserved young player of the year and player of the year because I think he's been, well, he has, to me, he's been player of the year for Rangers and he's been the most consistent player for Rangers. So for me, I probably has a wee bit hard done by Bassey. So like I say, I voted for Bassey and I think he should have both both awards. Uh, I am terrible at these things. I read emails and never really do anything with them, so I didn't vote. Lose stunge points for that one. That was a James point. Glenn Camara was one of the votes in it, actually, when I was looking through it. Did you get James points for it? I get 10 in my James points. No, you don't. No, you don't. I was like, what? I was just going to say, I need six to go to the next tier. Scotia, Ali's probably right, actually. I mentioned the Tav that he was kind of pulled down in form when the team were. Bassey didn't really. I think even if we'll go back and reflect on pods over the year, not that we do that or anything, <laughs> but uh, I think we'd probably all still be saying, oh, Bassey's still putting a shift. Bassey was still consistent. So I think he's a wee bit unlucky not to get player of the year. Yeah, slightly, I think so, yeah. Um, cause it, oh, and this is coming from a guy that absolutely worships Alfredo Morelos, yeah, literally. I mean, if you take, like, let's take up until Christmas time, then you would argue that Joe Aribo was... Player of the year That's up true. until Christmas time, but Aribo kind of fell off the face of the earth once he came back from Afcon. Really, and he was he's still he not fully back. Yeah, yeah. He's, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but he did. And then ever since then, who's really come back? Who's come through and shone even more? Probably John Lindstrom, but he left it maybe until late February, starting March time, before he actually showed how good he was. Calvin Bassey's been so solidly decent throughout the whole course of the season, but I would equally say that so is Tav and so is Morelos. Mr. Consistency, isn't he? Yeah, so I, I, I can understand because I would, I would, I would give, who else is getting the young player of the year from our squad? Apart from Bassey, no one really. No one. So it's, no Bassey's one. getting that, so I can understand then it being given to Tav. And then, like I say, like this is why players' player of the year seems it seems to be to be a wee bit more important because obviously the player of the year's 
basically just a popularity contest because we're allowed the chance to vote and like, oh, who's your favourite player? You Alfie. can vote for whoever. And yeah, I, 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 don't get me wrong, Alfie, Alfie has is in with a shout. Be not, and he should Definitely. be in that conversation. Oh, aye, aye, aye. Because the amount of what he's done for us in Europe, in particular, and that the wee period once we get through the through the group stages and what he's done in there and like the Dortmund games and things like that. Alfie should be there, but yeah, I think Bassi, yeah, definitely young player of the year, but you might be right in terms of that he had, does have a decent decent claim for being that player of the year as well. Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt. I think he's been he's been great. I, I mean, for what it's worth, if I had I've actually responded to an email and done action, an email, I and I don't do that in my life ever, <laughs> uh, I would have thought I've voted um, Bassi because I think he deserves it. And I, I, just, I mean, who else are you going to give the young player? Do you know what I mean? So it, it kind of cancels itself out. I get that, but um, fair play to him, honestly. Absolutely fair play to him, and I can't wait to see Bassey continue to improve. Uh, John Lundstrom now, uh, that goal was extremely good, Ryan, extremely good. But I think it was also extremely important for him because I think it cemented his confidence and his belief that he belongs in the middle of the park. And the goal was just, the, the way we work that goal, and what it meant at the time as well. I mean, was that three? three, that was three? three, three one. One. I mean, in Dortmund, and he, he pulls that out of the bag. I, I think it was, and as Scotia mentioned, he left it late this season. A lot of us, me included, in the January window were thinking, I don't think he'll be here. Obviously, he was linked with Middlesbrough, was it? Yeah. Um, do you know what I mean? And when you think yeah, of that, for him to go and do that against Dortmund, so I think that goal was not only goal of the season, but I think it was massive for him. Ah, it was huge for him, and Williamson just went from strength to strength. Every, every single week, he seems to get better and better, and he's just everything I know. I can talk about John Lundstrom all night. He's yeah. everything I want to see in a Rangers player, and he hits a shot outside the box. It's phenomenal. It's good to see, I isn't mean, it? See, I, I've thought about this a few times. I don't know if anyone else has. See, I would love to have seen it. See if he'd scored that goal that he shot against Celtic at the post. Oh, he'd have ran right in the Celtic. I reckon he's got that in him, by the way. I reckon he's got a strong one. I think Ryan Kent's gone. But, you know, what a goal it was. It's just a great goal, and I'm always an advocate for hit it, have a shot. If you don't have a shot, you don't buy a ticket, you're not buy it to win a lot. So... Um, aye, John Lundstrom deserved that. That's, that's definitely the best goal for me. Aribos had a few, a few crackers yeah, this season, but not of the importance that that goal was. Um, and Lundstrom is—he's just a Rangers player now. He really is. He's came. He's went from nowhere to, uh, as you, a term you used earlier about Tavernier. He's a shoe in now. He's a, one of the first names in the team sheet for me. Absolutely. I think we will do our own probably award show at the end of the season. Um, I would imagine like we usually do. Sit and have a chat about that, but the two that came in my mind are Tavernier goals actually. The two volleys, no, one was the volley and one was the kind of curling one over the top. I think that was Johnston. That was the good two one, yeah. That was a peach of a goal as well. What that meant at the time, but this goal, this is one of the goals that you'll see, like you'll see on the Europa League for years Mm -hmm. to come. Of like on the week, on the week clips, on the wee adverts and whatever. And I think it was huge for Lundstrom. That was massive because I'll be I've said it on the team times in the last couple of weeks about Lundstrom. I wrote him off as well. Mm-hmm. If he'd went in January, I wouldn't have bad an eyelid, to be honest. <coughs> but he's came back and like Ryan says, he's and he's proved he's proved he's proved us wrong completely. Absolutely. Um not only can he shoot, he's got that bit of dig about him. And I've been saying for oh, 
God knows how many seasons. I've seen a clip of him singing Blue Sea of Ireland. Oh, it's brilliant. Get Honestly, on repeat. <laughs> no, no, I've said it before. He's for Liverpool. Liverpool, rather than similar cities. Yeah, yeah. He understands it. Um, he's had his wee thing that he said at the awards dinner as well, something about beating that mob, whatever uh, it was. Yeah. Things like that. Yeah. That's what we want to hear. But the Rangers midfield for years has been too nice. Yeah. I remember Gerard bringing an enforcer, or he's, I think he did call him an enforcer, and it was um, Koulibaly. Koulibaly, there it's we go. Koulibaly. Destroyer. Koulibaly, <laughs> and we were all expecting that, and God, Sports is more of a destroyer than him, to be honest. Yeah. But, no, he's, he's like you say, he's got that dig, and that's what I want in the Rangers midfield, because for years, Celtic have come in and hit us, and we've been a bit... Bullied us. Aye, bullied us over the park. But John Lundstrom and Ryan Jack sitting beside him, we ain't getting bullied in that midfield anymore, yeah. especially John Lundstrom. And no, like I said, you can't. We're going to have wholesale changes next season. I would build the midfield around John Lundstrom going forward because I think he's critical for us going forward. Yeah, Scotia, to tie two awards into one there, uh, Mali just mentioned Ryan Jack. I don't think we can underestimate. I don't want to take anything away from Lundstrom because. He certainly dug in to make make everybody aware how much he's valuable to this Rangers team. But the introduction of the partnership, if you like, the midfield two of Jack and Lundstrom has just helped Lundstrom. Yeah, I mean, there's another person in there, there that we've not seen enough of, which hopefully will in the next coming games, actually, for that, a wee trio of midfielders that would be really, really good to see getting played. But um, Jack and Lundstrom, I thought, have been particularly really good when you've got Jack that deals with the right-hand side of the pitch, you've got Lundstrom that deals with the left-hand side of the pitch. There was a, wee, a small period not too long ago that, for whatever reason, Gio's kind of switched them around mm. and Jack was playing over the left. And I was like, I don't like this. Yeah. They should they should be playing the I actually remember what you're talking about, yeah. And but they've just been, they've been great since everybody came in. Like, since Jack's come back from his injury, he's been pretty good, man. And he's maybe fallen away in these stages, but you can you expect that? Because Jack's not really had a proper pre-season sure. as such. Um, so they, they just, they, they work really well together. And um, like you say there, for um, for Lundstrom's, the goal for Dortmund, I mind you asked us the question, what, maybe about a month ago, what's your, been your favourite goal this season? And you kind of all put us in the spot. And I was like, I've not, I hadn't even <laughs> thought about yeah. it. So I was like, in your notes, no? no, no, no surely it's in that book somewhere. Well, I've been there somewhere. It scored against St. Mirren, like right in the last <coughs> game, and I was like, well, that's going to be my most my favourite goal at the moment because I hadn't thought about anything. But then when you saw everyone else, I think, said the, the Dortmund goal for him, yeah. I was like, well, actually, yeah, no, that was really good if you sit and think about that. Because we've not, this season, we've been bereft. Oh, really, really good goals. Mm -hmm. But as last season, I think we were spoiled for it. Absolutely. This season, we're kind of scratching head, like Ryan says there. A couple from Maribo. I think Kamara maybe scored a, a decent goal at one point, but that's probably all Kamara's. That's all that Kamara's mm -hmm. done this season, to be honest. Yes, I've been brutally harsh on him, and I apologise, Glenn Kamara. But I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't apologise to Glenn Kamara. No, because he did. He didn't deserve to be on that list. For player of the year. Sure, he was on the list when I was scrolling I, down. There was a couple of players I, I was like, who's he on there? <laughs> I don't, I Andy Fuff was on it. No, he was <laughs> <laughs> The guy got the greatest job in football, Andy Fuff. Uh, but no, um, no, Lundstrom's just been massive. Uh, he really has been, and obviously thoroughly deserved. Uh, and also, obviously, Alfie getting the player of the year. I love him, right? So I'm not going to argue that. I think, genuinely, um, it's just down to how much we miss him when he's not there. Think about him every day. Yeah, me too. Think about him every day. Um, <laughs> I would do because 
unfortunately, I think it is a thing that has to change under Gio. We are, as soon as Alfie's out injured, you're, you're automatically like that. Or, yeah, yes. like, what do we do? And the full team seems to be set up towards playing through Alfredo Morelos. And because we don't have anyone else who can play that role, we do struggle without him. That needs to change. We can't, you, it's a thing that really winds me up about Rangers, but anyway, we'll keep it positive. Roof, <laughs> Roof for me has changed his game a bit since he started playing the um, with Alfie plays, but aye, we do we do miss Alfie and God, I'd, I'd love him to just to get fit for this Europa League final. That's what I'd love. Oh, that's uh, apparently it's the beginning of the season. Is he not? Uh, they're not talking possibly missing the beginning of the season. Yeah, it looks like it'll be. He's not back till pre-season. Yeah. Um, but it looks like I think that's what he said. He wouldn't be back till pre-season training, yeah. which is unfortunate. Um, but I do. I'll just say I do think we all love Alfredo. I mean, let's be honest. Oh, totally. Absolutely, all do. But it was a. A massive boot in the balls when we found out that he would be out for the rest of the season. Uh, speaking of balls, it's Manscaped promo time. Uh, the champions of grooming are here to save your balls. Let's be real. We all know Manscaped is the world champion of below-the-waist grooming. The Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0 will have you feeling sleeker than Ronaldo with his shirt off. Just to make just make sure you're keeping your man city under control. You wouldn't want to get yourself in a scoring position just to have your Lionel Messi balls blow all for you. Um, it'd be harder harder for you than PSG uh, in a second leg fixture. Come get the best ball products your money can buy on with code CLUB at 22 at manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping. Uh, but most of all, your yeah, balls, balls will thank you. you. Didn't even need to tell you that time. Uh, also, Manscaped have partnered with the Testicular Cancer Society to bring awareness to testicular cancer, men's health and early cancer detection. Manscaped is committed to raising awareness for the most common form of cancer in men aged 15 to 35 and giving support for fighters, survivors and families impacted by testicular cancer as part of the We Save Balls initiative. We here at Club at 22 fully back that. Get them checked. You've been tell. That's quite a good wee one Manscaped have sent me for that, to be honest. I didn't make that up. <laughs> I didn't make that You're up. not bold doing that. I didn't, I didn't make that up. Feedback, feedback in the comments. I did that. not make that up. I <laughs> laughed at that one when they sent me. I was like, that's actually quite well, good. Do, and this is a challenge for all the listeners. Let's do one, but it's just purely Rangers players and let's make it a wee bit like Oh, that. that's oh, quite good. Cool. That's your homework for me. That's your homework for me. Everyone get ready to do this. Yes, that's your homework. Get that, get that in the comments. Right, um, on to this very, very small matter of a Europa League semi-final. I mean, when you think about it, see when you genuinely, and I've heard it so many times on podcasts, I've heard it so many times and we've been looking forward to this game and you start to see the adverts, you start to see the build-up, you start to see people going to Germany. You're in the semi-final of the Europa League. From where we've been to where we are now, this is this is unbelievable. That's me getting all excited already for this Tuesday. It's what we're here uh, for. I know, I know. It's, it's, it's remarkable. And we're speaking just before we started recording. And like if you're thinking you've lost the league and this team could go to the Europa League final is unbelievable. Is, it's unreal, and they deserve it, can because they have been special in Europe, and I've always said this about, I don't want to call it Gerard's team, but he obviously built this team. I've always said I've never been embarrassed or ashamed of this team in Europe. There's been points, highs and lows, and bumps in the ground domestically, there's no doubt about it. But I genuinely don't remember walking away from a European game with this team and thinking, that's already, we get absolutely battered or they embarrass themselves today. There always is something about them in European games that they are 
they're organised, they've got the drive, they've, they're just they're on it in Europe, and I, I fancy us, I fancy us. <laughs> I, I, I can't, honestly, boys, like, I'm not going to say strap in, because I'm just, I'm really feeling it. There's something special about this team in Europe. There is, and we are feared at Ibrox for a reason. And um, bring it on, send it on on Thursday. Uh, absolutely. It's a bit of a big deal, this one, Alistair. Oh, it's massive. You think back to a way back when we went to Manchester and we've all said umpteen times, never thought we'd see this in a lifetime, but it was Fiorentina back then. That was a roller coaster. Daniel Kuzan getting sent off yeah, and yeah. going to penalties. Ferguson missing the first penalty. And it was, oh God, I couldn't deal with that. But um, it's different because the away ties first, which I prefer. I prefer the home tie in the second leg at Ibrox, as long as we have something to play if we're for. In it. Yeah, if we're um, in it. Raiders have been very good in Europe this year. The only game I would say I didn't think they were great was Braga away. Yeah, I didn't true. think they were good. Really? I thought Braga potentially could have put us to the sword, and they didn't. Mm-hmm. So I thought Braga missed a trick. But at Ibrox, we've been phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Putting teams away, even against um, Borussia Dortmund, should have won that game three too. Yeah, um, absolutely brilliant, and we've got every chance. I mean, the way we play is different to the Walter Smith team, where we would kind of shut up shop at Ibrox and go away and try and nick a goal. And you've seen that, to death. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't, and it wasn't he great to watch back yeah. then for for maybe younger viewers that, that didn't experience that. It, it, it wasn't he great. <coughs> it was great. Going there, yeah. but actually physically watching the, the game. The end times, of the game was good, yeah. because you know what the final result was. Watching the game, watch, watching yeah. the game was like, oh God, apart from Sport and Lisbon away, I thought they were good. But yeah. um, this has been different. There's something different about this Rangers team. Europe, for some reason, makes them come alive this mm-hmm. season. And I'm, I know Ryan's really confident that I'm always a glass half empty, but there is something special with this Rangers team, and they can create history of this Rangers team. And Against a very good Leipzig team, so let's not. No, well, let's not. not. Let's not. Oh. But at the same time, we should not be fearing any team in that Europa League because look who we've put out. Played Leon as well in our group stage. I know they, they beat us in the, the home tie, but we were a different team back then. But I think we've got a very good chance as long as we keep. We'll come on to teams, keep it compact. And give us something to play with back at Ibrox, similar to the Braga game. I'll be delighted. See, even Thursday you think they're thinking about Ibrox if you're still there? Oh yeah. my god! Uh, like a, a beard started uh, keep it in, stand on edge. Keep it in. And the thing is, see if we do get beat one 0 for instance, like the Braga game, oh. you'd be confident going back aye. to Ibrox. So aye. that's what you want. Yeah, that's what you want. Oh, and um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, come on, is it Thursday yet? Jesus, Scotia again. I'm talking about the achievement for Rangers to get here. This tournament, and we've said this a million times, is not designed for a team from Scotland, for a team like Rangers, to get where we are meant to get to. We're maybe meant to get out of the the group stages as a wee bonus and kind of, there's your money, thank you very much. But we're in the semi-finals. I mean, you cannot take anything away from this Rangers team. No, not at all. Um, Right, there's 12 teams still left in European competition. In Europe this season. Don't ask me. Are you going right. to do, oh, me I've got them written down because oh, I knew I was like, I think I know. I think I might know. Right, so in the Champions League, you've got Liverpool, Real Madrid, Man City, and Villarreal. In the Europa League, you've got West Ham, RB Leipzig, Inter Frankfurt, and Rangers. And then in the conference, you've got Leicester, Roma, Feyenoord, and Marseille. Now, us and Feyenoord are the only two teams not from the top five league. 
in Europe, right? And then Feyenoord are from the Netherlands, yeah. which is you would probably say is either the sixth or seventh must best be, league in Europe. Yeah, must be. So yeah, it is not designed for a club from a Scottish league to be there. And you, you just look at that, and an awful lot of them have either all. Got, I think only Roman Feyenoord were the only two that actually had to do qualifiers to get into the conference because where they finished in their respective leagues. But everyone else has kind of got there. We played a million games, didn't we? Yeah, well, I we know have, it's a wee bit different. We have, this year. Well, you do. You did mention there that the only time we've not we've been good in Europe this season. I would say the one time we were really, really bad in Europe this season was the second half at Ibrox when we, they were down to ten men. We were playing Malmo. Yeah, we should have went out. That and, was a shocker. We should have went out and beat that. Yeah, we were going through a weird period and at the time there that something wasn't quite right. If you mm-hmm. just remember back to then, but yeah, ever yeah. since then we've been great in Europe. But yeah, Scottish Scottish football. Teams should not be in that that kind of that bracket of teams because uh, the amount of money that those five leagues and even even the Netherlands above us get it's Definitely. ridiculous. So I think we've went out of our way to show that no, we've got a very very good team. And ever since the sort of that Malmo game, the first two defeats in the the group stages of Europa, do you remember? After that, I thought we've been we've been brilliant in Europe this season, and we thoroughly deserve to be there. A hundred percent, we do. And without being mega boring about it all the financial implications for it for Rangers the, 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 what it makes us is way more than this league can offer us way more than our domestic league can offer us uh, including ticket prices or whatever and obviously people do have a wee bit of a, a grumble about the, the ticket price but in the semi-final see, generally if Rangers had turned around and told me it's 150 quid. I'd have been like, ah, oh, fuck, I'm going to, I'm, I want to be there. Shh, I don't, I don't, don't give any ideas. ideas. Uh, uh-huh. like, you know what I mean? Sure, yeah, uh, you know what I mean? No, it's like, you would have yeah. done it. You would have done it because we're not meant to be here. But that, that ticket for Fiorentina 14 years ago was 40 quid. Oh, sure, so that's, yeah. that's a, that's about a 10, right. 10 pound increase, yeah. which to me, it's went up I, two quid around basically. It's not bad. You can't really complain. Um, I think this final, if we get there, is better than Manchester. Yes or no? Yes. Yes or no? Yes. Yes or no? Yeah. Can't believe this is the first time I've asked you to do one word. <laughs> one word. Answer I was actually going to give a I know you were. I know you were. I, I, I could see it. you. you it, it was just the Walter Smith thing. I, I was just thinking the Walter Smith and I was thinking I get that for him because... I get... If you think about... I understand, right? I get that, and that's that was the when I thought up about asking you that question. I thought about as Walter had done that for us, everything that it meant for us, and the way that we done it. Then with the caliber player that we had, weighing that up with now, the way football's changed, the way the money in football has changed, and for where we've been for the past ten <laughs> bloody years, mm-hmm. for us to be in the semi final of Europe, I mean. I think it's bigger. They're a better team as well. This is a better team than, yes. Mo- than Walter Smith's team. Yeah, yeah probably. Um, yeah. So, aye. I, I, as it's a, no, I definitely am convinced myself now. But the Walter Smith thing for me was just because we were so poor in Europe under Walter Smith in the 90s. Yeah. And he obviously adapted his tactics a uh, second time round. And, and I mean, oh, it was special for him to get there. They have the three foreigner rule too. They had to accommodate as well. You're only three foreigners yeah. in the team, so you had to always fill up with Scottish players, but it did go a wee bit cavalier oh, against Juve. 4-4-2 I can still think of Torricelli skinning uh, John Brown. <laughs> what was your reasoning, I? I'll let you say it now. You've been sitting there thinking about it, so. Why is it better? Yeah. We've rounded most of them off. Oh, it's it? in terms of 
football has changed now in terms of finances and all that. I just think it's better. I always remember when we got the final in 2008 and it was Manchester. I thought I, it's good because we can all get there. But at the same time, I was like, I know why they, it, they why got Seville. I wish we could have got somewhere abroad. Yeah. And we've got a chance to go abroad in Seville, by all accounts. I've spoke to Celtic fans that have been there. Lovely, fantastic place to go. And I mean, I've told my work if, if, <laughs> I'm going for weeks. Rangers get there, I am going there. Um, I don't care how I get there, I'm going there for a week. Um, I think you start singing a song then. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a song you want, but um, no, it's better than 2008. But we just need to slow a wee oh, bit. Oh, yeah, it's not. It's two games, we've, we've got two massive games to yes. try and get through. And I think a lot of Rangers fans have kind of skipped over that because we've beaten Dortmund and they think maybe Leipzig are a inferior team they're not look at their stats I think they're second in the Bundesliga since the turn of the year in terms of form yeah so I know they get beat the weekend there but a they're good, a very good team very good outfit they are a very good outfit uh, so we'll move on to what Leipzig themselves they are sitting fourth however what you said they're second in form this uh, since the turn of the year uh, and they are only one point behind Leverkusen who are in third uh, they got to this stage of the competition by beating Atlanta 3-1 on aggregate. Um, but as you just mentioned, they make, they were uh, they were beat at the weekend there by them. by old podcast friends in Berlin. I think that could be an omen. No, a wee bit of an omen, <laughs> there, mate. Yeah, it's a wee bit of an omen there. Um, yeah, Scotia, I'll come to you. You've probably done a good you know, I don't know if you have, I'm probably gonna put you under the bus here, mate, and you've probably not looked into Leipzig, but what are you He's expecting? Oh, what are you expecting ahead of Leipzig, mate? I've sat, I didn't watch their game on Saturday against uh, Union Berlin. It was obviously watching the Rangers game and then in the pub, but um, I watched their game in the the gym. Did you see the boxing by the way? Uh, I seen a wee you bit did. of it. No, that was Carry on, Scotia. Sorry, I hadn't asked him. Apologies, I watched the game in the German Cup last end. It was last Tuesday they played. They beat Union Berlin two one with a goal in like the last last minute. Um, so I sat and watched that game. They sat up. They sat up with like a three, three centre backs in the middle, and then they play like a three-one-four-two mm-hmm. kind of formation with like a, a deep line anchor man, and then like their two wing backs very high, and then like they go out and attack. First half of that game, they didn't look great. Union Berlin were all over them, but then in the second half, they looked as if they were getting a wee bit better. Started playing a wee bit decently, and then they got, as I say, they got that goal um, in the last minute. They they kind of regular regulation time they obviously get beat 2-1 at the weekend there against union berlin once again but union berlin scored two goals in the last five minutes there to make it 2-1 so just looking just watching those two guys watching the highlights from the one on saturday and watching the full game on tuesday they didn't give me the fear but they're they, missing a couple of players as well there's a couple suspended two, or something three suspensions for the game on against us on Thursday and that's um, Orban, um, Simikin and uh, Campbell. So Orban and Simikin are like one of two of their centre-halves that they'll play and Campbell would have been played in that anchorman role. But I do think that they've got players that can come in and do a know, job. They'll do a job there and they're not going to be like anything, a massive downgrade. But I think we, the way they play, we could maybe get a wee bit of space down their wings there, I think. So if we go up for it, similar to Dortmund in the case it defensively I don't think they're absolutely solid or great but 
an attack that and Kunku up front he looks he looks yeah, a different, a different yeah, he looks kind of he's, I think he's scored 30 goals yeah. already this season and he's been unbelievable for them you've got in Silva that'll come in as well and Forsberg so they do look like a really decent outfit I mean they beat Atalanta and Atalanta for me they're always one of these teams in the last couple of seasons in Serie A that have been really good Yeah, and the fact that they kind of dealt with them comfortably 3-1 that gives you a wee bit of fear and they beat did I say they beat Dortmund twice this season mm-hmm. as well in the league yeah no. I'm still good about the game <laughs> <laughs> I'm still really good about the game Right, yeah, right. I was going to come to you and ask, but there is not much you can add to that about what you expect from the game. No, fantastic, Scotia, absolutely brilliant. Look, this isn't going to be easy. I don't think but none of us are going to sit here and pretend that this is going to be easy. But as we've kind of said, Ryan, this team have a bit about them in Europe, and I mean us by that. And I think they believe. I think they believe as well. There's no get. We've slated the team at times because they have put in some really poor performances. They deserved it. They deserved it. They have. They've let us down in the league this year, and but that's done. That's gone, and we've we have moved on to that. But this in Europe, there is something about them. They just don't look as if there's just no fear in them. Mm-hmm. When when we played Dortmund, it was like the, the way the football we're playing over there. You were like, we are scalping Dortmund in their own backyard here. This is <laughs> what is happening. And you just kept looking. Kept looking at my dad and I'm going, what is this? How, how can this be the same Rangers team that drew to St. Murn or Motherwell, whoever it was? Like, how can this be? And they are fearless. I think they do believe in themselves. That's what they have to do on Thursday. But they need to be more than that. They need to be on it because this is a quality side they're playing. We did. Yes, we deserve to go through against Dortmund, but I still say we caught them off guard, Dortmund. They thought they were just having to turn up and see before they knew they were down 2 0. Yeah. Leipzig won't take us for granted, I don't think. I think they'll show us a bit of respect on Thursday. So it will be a different type of game and they're a quality opposition, but we need to be on it. Yes, the attitude and desire and everything needs to be there, but players need to step up on Thursday and they need to, and that's for us to get a result. They'll need to be on form, a lot of them. Yeah, it's a massive, massive task ahead of them, Ali, but this surely, as a football player, is what it's all about. And... Not only a football player, by that I mean by the bigger teams that are in this competition that have been there, that have done this, to get there quite regularly. To do this for a, for a Rangers team that have been through what they've been through in the last 10 years, and you will write yourself literally into... If they if this team manage to go all the way and do it, mate, and I know that's a massive, massive if I do, you have to build another road around Edmondson Drive because they should just do a statue of that full team Right along that whole that whole road, cars will need to go a different way. They'll 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 become immortal. Aye, if 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 they want even get into the final, I think where they are now is a, a yeah, massive achievement for me. It shouldn't be. If I had somebody tell me at the beginning of the season they'd be in the semi final Europa League, no. My goal was to try and get one more than what we've always done, and we have. But to get where we are and the teams we've put out, it's quite frightening. Teams must look at it just now and go. I don't want to play then. Um, so, no, you can dream. I mean, I put a wee video into the group chat today for oh, BT. I think BT are quite good at things like that, yeah, to be honest. Yeah. But, oh, and why can't they dream? Celtic fans might have a wee laugh and all that. But I mean, we're in the semi final of the Europa League on Thursday night, still in Europe. Um, we've got every chance of going to the final. And we should be caught, like I said, 
we should be confident because this is a different Rangers team in Europe. It's different from that Walter Smith team. Yeah. No disrespect to that Walter Smith team, but it is different. We can play football in Europe. And um yeah, I just I just will come on to the teams. I I'd be shocked if we don't all pick the same team, to be I honest. Um I just think we need to be compact, know our roles, and we need to be on it. Every player needs to be on it. And um like Scotia says, I think we could get joy with a wee bit of pace up there. Ryan Kent, again, I think will be massive, massive. for us. Yeah. Um but if we're compact middle um defence to midfield with Ryan Kent. I think we'll be all right there. And yeah. I think we'll have a game to play at, at Ibrox. This is all Thursday. very exciting. I'm trying to control myself. It would be the... I mean, we speak about Rangers doing the most Rangers of things. Surely, the, what we ha- what's happened to us domestically in the league this season, to go then and go and win this would just be the most of Rangers thing you would ever, ever, ever dream to, to think of. Right, teams, um, I'll just walk my way around. Right. Oh, I'll try somebody else because I forgot to do my team, so I'm just going to do it in my head now, so ask someone else. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bang it out. There you go. Alan you. McGregor. Yes. James Tavernier. Yes. Connor Goldson. Yes. Calvin Bassey. Yes. Bonner Barisic. Yes. A midfield three of John Lundstrom. Yep. Ryan Jack. Yep. And I think we need a bit of composure in the middle of the field. Somebody put the foot in the ball. Steve Davis, for me, comes in there. Mm. And then it's going to be... Ryan Kent, my man Joe Aribo, and the man Fizambia. I know there's a possible rumour that he might not be there, but as long as he's available, it'll be the man Fizambia. That's fair enough. Mine is not that. Oh, um, God, Cameron. Mine, I, I was Scott, following you. No. no. Um, I, would, I would play Scott Wright. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'd play Scott Wright and Ryan Kent on the wings. Um, that is purely down to, if, I, I think, if you're going to try and remain compact. Scott Wright's got quite a lot of legs on him. Who's your team? So my team would be McGregor, Tav, Goldson, Bassey, Barris, it's Lundstrom, Jack, Aribo, Kent, Wright, Sakala. Um, not Davis, no? Not Davis, no. Because no. uh, I think Aribo, if Aribo's told to sit in the middle, like the kind of 10 role, if you like, he will open up the channels for the three of them. Yeah. For Sakala, for Wright. I'm just thinking for somebody with a cool head to put the, the ball at times just to get Yeah, it. that's true. But if we can go out there and we can knock a goal, oh, uh, yeah. bloody do it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, and I think a bit of pace might work for us, as Scotia said about getting space on the wings. Scott, your team? My team's the exact same as Pearson's, but I'm playing Lundstrom in the back three straight away. So I'm setting up 3 5 2. Three, five, two. And then that's where a rebound playing your 10 in between Kent and Sakala. Yeah. Up top. Yeah. That's the way I'm going for it. Fair enough. Ryan, you've had time here. Yes. Well, like team you, what team you stealing? <laughs> I like that because I think Gio will try and yeah. do that. I think he'll, I he'll wouldn't be surprised if Lundstrom drops in yeah. there yeah. and helps him out because I think, I know you, you've got to think of the big picture. I think we should be looking to defend for our lives on yeah. Thursday and frustrate yeah. them instead of like... Plenty of shit houses, they? Yes. Oh, <laughs> plenty of shit houses. <laughs> I don't care who they're plenty playing. Plenty of shit houses. Tiddly wings at the lot. Um, but yeah, I'm hoping, that, I, I think that's what he'll do. I think he'll maybe play the three at the back, which is uh, has worked before, and Gio's been getting his tactics spot on, so why not? Yes, that's I'll go with that team. Same as Scotia. Yeah, it's a good shout. Definitely is a good shout. But I mean, we're, we're broadly similar to all of us, so scores. Ryan, you're going first last time. Right, I am going... Shut yourself down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going... Two each. Oh, God, right. <laughs> I'll take it. Oh, God. Two each, and we will go first goal scorer will be Tav penalty. Oof. Alistair? 
I'm going to go one each. Ryan Kent on a breakaway. They'll go one up and we'll nick one. You just, you're desperate. It's quite a point. But no, I'm going to go one each. And I'll, but I will say this in the podcast. If we even get a defeat on Thursday night by a goal, Aye. I'll be happy with that. Very much so, mate. No, I would, I would definitely go along with that. Um, I'll go one each for what it's worth. Uh, and I'll go John Lundstrom to get an equaliser and make it one each. Come at me to either be defeated. The, the be defeated says, I'm going to go 2 1 to RB Leipzig. Mm. But it, keeps, it keeps the tie alive. Take that t shirt off. Don't, don't. Lady Killer. It keeps me wishing for um, my, my wee apartment in Seville as well when it goes 2 1. Our wee apartment. Is it a one bed we're all sharing together? I think it's a. No, it's four, four things, but four beds, but. It's a, it's a funny Talk story that because I was, I, was, I, was sleeping, I was sleeping in Ali's couch when you, when you booked that, and I remember I remember waking up and you were like, "That's me booked to Bill," and I was like, "He is steaming. What is he on about?" And now I'm like, ah, "Well done, Scotia. Good thinking." Yeah, no, it's fair enough, Scotia. I understand why you would go for that. And as you rightly say, Ali, a one goal defeat, a, a, a defeat by one goal, we are by no means out of this, and Ibrox will be. Fortress of noise. It will be un absolutely unbelievable. Uh, that'll do us for tonight. Uh, this has been Club at 22 at the Viceroy yet again. Ryan, thank you very much, mate. Uh, hopefully, uh, see you Bill. <laughs> yeah, I hope so, mate. I hope everybody enjoys it on Thursday, no matter what. As Scotia said, I think if, if there is a defeat, I think by a goal, I think it's going to be a that's still a doable thing for us to yeah. achieve at Ibrox. And I hope. Uh, I hope Robert Madden enjoys his trip to Leipzig. See how he pitches you on uh, Instagram there. It looks as if you can enjoy yourself, Robert. So have a great time over there. Everybody enjoy it Thursday. Play up the famous. Play up the famous. Ali, thank you, mate. Yeah, no problem. I hope all the Bears enjoy themselves out there. I'm very close to going out of Germany, but something inside me thought, I'm going to save myself for that final if I can get there. I hope we get there. I hope we do it. We've got a week in between a Celtic game, which... It's kind of we've glossed over that to be honest, but this is massive. And um, one Rangers get a result and give us something to play for next Thursday. Scotia, thank you very much, mate. Yeah, cheers. Like the guys there, just really looking forward to game on Thursday night. And then, if anyone in Jews are like us that we're not over in Leipzig, you can go to Hamden tomorrow night to watch the Youth Cup final for Rangers. Under 18s will play hearts. I'm so glad you did say something about Scotland. I know there wouldn't be something about <laughs> Scotland. But after all that, I've not looked into the ticket oh, prices. Come on. I should probably no. be pretty cheap. So Look at all these notes you've got. You're not even got a ticket price. Any prep for this? Thank you, your team, by the way. No, uh, thank you, guys. Um, thank you to Viceroy. Look, enjoy Thursday night. Remember where this team has been for the last 10 years. Remember where we've all been as supporters for the last 10 years. We're not meant to be here. However, it doesn't mean that we can't dream. Um, aim for the Stars, Rangers. Go out there, play your game, do us proud. We will be with you 100% of the way and play up the famous Glasgow Rangers. We are Club at 22, the Rangers podcast. We'll speak to you all on Thursday after the game. Cheers, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>